Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello everyone, welcome to the ghost gig. This is Alice, obviously. I mean, unless Vince has suddenly got a very high voice. Um, I'm on my own this time. Uh, Vince is off gallivanting again. No, I'm kidding. He was in Romania and now he's in Belgium, um, being fabulous as he is. Um, And I was away in Spain as well. We were hoping to get a a main episode out in between me coming back and him going off. It didn't happen, unfortunately. Um, But I did pop a poll on Instagram asking if people would like a solo episode. And they did. So I feel very loved. And here I am. Um, this is probably going to be a straight down the line story episode. I say probably it is going to be a straight down the road um, story episode because I am not very good at all of this recording stuff. Um, this is the third attempt uh, for me to record myself and set myself up, which is silly because I've done it before, but I could not remember how to do it. Um, and I've had to jump through a lot of hoops getting this set up, which I'm sure I wouldn't have had to had Vince been here. I'm pretty sure there's a simpler way to do this than um, the rabbit holes I've just gone down. But my name is Alice, so, you know, that's clearly what I'm supposed to do as an Alice. Um, I don't know, I'm rambling. But yeah, so just a nice straightforward story today. I hope everyone's well and they've had a nice couple of weeks. It is boiling here in the UK and if anyone's listening from abroad... It's about 30 degrees and I know that doesn't sound hot um, if people come from hot countries, but man, we are not built for this weather. Us feeble English folk are not. We just melt. So it's exhausting and I've got horrible hay fever. So I'm just going to moan because that's what us English people do. Um, It's very hot. I've got hay fever. If I sneeze, I'm sorry. Um, At least it's not COVID. Let's, let's, uh, (laughs) Let's get on with it. So last episode, we looked at the song, Have You Seen the Ghost of Tom? Fair play to Vince. Everyone I asked had not heard of it. So uh, sorry, Vince. He probably won't listen to this, actually. So I'm saying sorry now. I'm not going to say it to his face. It's um, an old medieval nursery rhyme, people think. So I thought I would carry on down that kind of path. And I was looking at other nursery rhymes. And so many nursery rhymes have horrible hidden meanings that we all sing cheerfully were at school as uh, little kids and I was looking at these and thinking oh these are actually really good material for future song episodes so I wasn't I didn't end up going down that road but I went from kind of fairy tales um, as in childhood things to urban myths you know things you do as a kid saying oh you know if you go and if you go and touch that tree and you know say this four times then so and so will appear and you know that every kind of area has a an urban myth and there are urban myths that are kind of nationwide and worldwide as well and this urban myth is one that I think everyone will know and that is the one of Bloody Mary um which I kind of stumbled upon I was thinking oh yeah I definitely tried to summon Bloody Mary when I was a kid I say try I don't know how far we got before we all freaked out and ran away um, I certainly remember being in someone's bathroom as, you know, a nine-year-old, turning the light off, um, holding up a torch, probably managing her name once or twice and then just running away because, let's be honest, it's scary, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I was thinking, ah, interesting. Yes, of course, there must be a story behind this urban legend. Of course there is. It's such a huge thing. Everyone knows about it, but where does it come from? So I thought I would have a little look into it. Um 
And yeah, if anyone, <laughs> I did say on uh, Instagram who has tried to summon Bloody Mary and quite a few people said they had. So I'd like to it'd be interesting to know about people's experiences. Um, if you don't know about Bloody Mary, um, you're about to find out what Bloody Mary is and what uh, her urban legend is and her background story. So I will stop rambling and I will start talking. There is a difference. It's a legend we all know far too well. It's an ancient one passed down from generation to generation, whispered about in classrooms from sibling to sibling. We all know it. Think back to your childhood. Having sleepovers with friends, the thrill of staying up past bedtime, giggling and telling spooky stories. Probably watching films that are massively inappropriate for your age, what lies beneath in my case. Then, just as everyone is getting sleepy, someone pipes up, Shall we summon Bloody Mary? Who's that? you ask innocently. Not all of us have been brave enough to try it. Lighting a candle, standing in a dark room, peering into the mirror with the flame flickering menacingly before you. Then you slowly chant, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary is the legend of a ghost, phantom, or spirit conjured, and some say to reveal the future. She is said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted three times. The apparition may be benign or malevolent, depending on different versions of the legend. Her appearances are mostly witnessed in group participation. Historically, the ritual encouraged young women to walk up a flight of steps backwards, holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. They gazed into the mirror, and they were supposed to be able to catch sight of their future husband's face. There was, however, a chance that they would see a skull, as in the face of the Grim Reaper, This would indicate that they were going to die before they would have a chance to marry. So just a couple of thoughts there. That sounds fucking dangerous. Walking up up a staircase in the dark with a mirror and a candle backwards. I mean, yes, you probably are going to die before you're married doing that, aren't you? Um, That's not something I'm going to try. I'm getting married next year. And uh, knowing how clumsy I am, I would definitely just lose my balance and fall fall down the stairs um, and I would definitely be dead before I get married so I'm not going to try that um, I would imagine that would be the cause of many many deaths back in the old days if people were actually doing that anyway <laughs> today Bloody Mary allegedly appears to groups or individuals who summon her this is done by repeatedly chanting her name into a mirror placed in a dimly lit or candlelit room When you see this in TV shows and um, in the films, it's generally done in the bathroom. And this makes sense because if you shit yourself, you've got cleaning facilities nearby, which is useful. (laughs) So Bloody Mary apparently appears as a corpse or a witch or a ghost. And sometimes she's completely covered in blood, hence the name. Um, The law surrounding the ritual states that participants may endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing them, strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood or scratching their eyes out. Nice. Some variations of the ritual call Bloody Mary by different names. This can be Hell Mary or Mary Worth, which is significant. So where does this come from? Is Bloody Mary real? 
The facts generally point to it being based on the life of Mary Worth. And this tale is just as gruesome and macabre as the legend itself. It's strange not having Vince here because I'd now say, are you ready? And uh, he'd reply, yes. So are you ready, listener? Then let's begin. Mary was labelled as a witch from day one. Whether she truly was one or not, we'll never know. But she was a woman living alone in the forest, away from society. She was known for selling natural remedies to the village, which, of course, set tongues wagging. The locals were very wary of her and never got too close for fear that they may anger her and bring a curse on their families or their animals. Those who did choose to purchase remedies from her were shunned, especially by those who were very religious. They did not take kindly to the village folk partaking in wicker. Then, little girls from the village began to go missing. The panicked families searched high and low for their children, but there was just no sign of them. The whole village was picked apart and searched from top to bottom. Eventually, there was only one option left. The villagers knew they would have to venture into the woods and find Mary Worth. A few brave souls put themselves forward and headed into the forest. When they found the tiny cabin, they braced themselves and knocked on the door. After a few seconds, it was opened by Mary. But it was not the Mary the villagers were used to. The woman they knew was haggard and bent over. But this woman, despite undoubtedly being Mary, was far more feminine and youthful. Can I help you? she said. Our daughters are missing, said one of the group. Missing without a trace. We've searched everywhere. Have you seen them? Why, no, how awful, said Mary with a strange smile. Of course, the villagers were suspicious, but there was little they could do. The story then continues with the miller's daughter, Catherine. The little girl was sitting alone. Her mother was in bed nursing a terrible toothache. Ironically, she was treating this toothache with a tonic bought from Mary Worth herself. Then Catherine heard a sound, a mysterious noise that only she was able to hear. Captivated, she got to her feet and began to follow it. She opened the front door and ventured out into the night. From her bedroom window, her mother saw Catherine wandering away. Frightened, she called to her husband to follow the little girl. The miller ran out of the house, shouting for his daughter. He ran, but the little girl always seemed just ahead of him. And no matter how loud he shouted her name, she never once turned to answer. It was as though Catherine was following an unseen force. The miller rounded up a few townsfolk and a group of them hurried towards the dark woods. As they approached the trees, their faces were lit up by an eerie yellow light. Warily, the group began to pick their way through the trees, careful not to stumble on roots or slip on wet leaves. All the while, the strange yellow light guided them. At last, they came to a clearing, and in the middle of it was a huge oak tree. Standing beneath it was Mary Worth. In her hand was a wand, and from it came an unnatural light. 
she was pointing it straight in the direction of the miller's home. Catherine stood in front of the light, entranced. Mary smiled a terrible smile. It was clear that she was preparing to do something truly evil. But before she got the chance, the local farmer loaded his gun. A shot rang out and Mary was hit in the hip. She fell to the floor and screamed the most blood-curdling shriek the villagers had ever heard. Her wound spat and hissed. The gun had been loaded with silver bullets. Now that Mary was fair game, the group descended upon her and seized her. They marched the screaming, thrashing old woman back to the town, where they tied her firmly to the stake. There, they burned the woman, who they believed to be a murderous witch. But, as she burned, Mary used her last breath to curse the village and anyone who ever dared utter her name into a mirror three times. If they did, her spirit would return and seek revenge. Once Mary had perished, the villagers tore through her tiny cabin. Finding nothing, they went out into her back garden. There, they found rows upon rows of unmarked graves. Finally, they had found their lost children. It seemed that Mary had been using the blood of the young girls to rejuvenate her youth, then burying the bodies in the backyard. It's not quite the end of the story, however. There is still the legend to consider. Most accounts state that if you chant her name three times whilst looking into a mirror, you'll summon her ghost. Then she'll take your soul and rip it to shreds. She'll leave it to burn, just as the villagers had left her to. Then, as the icing on the cake, you'll be trapped for all eternity into the mirror. I don't know about you, but I can think of better roommates. So, it's really interesting to kind of hear the background of this legend, um, because I never really thought about it before, and I've got a few kind of thoughts on it. Again, I'd usually just kind of... I have a bit of bants with Vince on this one, but uh, it's just me. I'm just going to have to kind of be all intellectual and factual. Um, I remember listening to an episode of Uncanny with Danny Robbins. It was either Uncanny or The Witch Farm, one of one of his podcasts, um, where he did an experiment. Um, he went into a room and deliberately didn't sleep. That's right, he was in a hotel room, he didn't sleep, and then he deliberately sat in front of a mirror in the dark with, like, a candle and looked in the mirror. Um, Because there is this, well, I think it's scientific fact that if you look in the mirror and you're really, really, really shattered, um, and you're stressed or anxious or whatever, you will start hallucinating, you'll start seeing things in the mirror that aren't there, but your face may change or you may think you see something else in the mirror that isn't there. And Danny Robbins did this, and recorded the audio um and he did indeed he seemed to hallucinate things that weren't there I can't remember what episode it was but if you've not heard it it's really really good it's actually quite scary I remember listening to it uh I was walking home or something I think it was dark and just listening to him experience that and we know that that was purely just psychological because he was tired and in a dark room and was conditioned to think something scary was going to happen and it did but it was still scary even though you knew it wasn't um paranormal at all so that was really really interesting um it's something I would like to try but I know I'm not going to especially not in my own flat where I'm like well if I do accidentally summon something um then it's trapped in my flat and I live above a funeral parlor so I I don't want to get involved with that at all 
Um, same reason I won't do a Ouija board because I actually think there is a possibility of something attaching itself to you and I don't fancy it. Thank you very much. I did one when I, when I was 19. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but it predicted something that was going to happen and it did happen. Um, so I was like, well, that's enough of that. We are not going to, to play or mess with anything like that ever again. Um, but yeah, if you have a chance, do listen to that Danny Robbins episode. Um, listen to all the Danny Robbins podcasts. They're amazing. Just, yeah, just listen to him. Brilliant. Um, another thoughts, like, why do people do the Bloody Mary thing? Because either it's not going to work. You know, we know deep down that nothing's going to happen. It's it's to get that thrill. But, you know, either it's not going to work or she will appear and kill you. It's not great either way, is it? I mean, I can only think it's it's an interesting psychological thing that you want to scare yourself. That's the whole reason you're doing it, just to freak yourself out. Because let's be honest, none of us actually want our soul ripped apart, do we? I don't think. There's an episode of American Horror Stories, I say that, American Horror Stories, not American Horror Story, where um, the this is a series of standalone uh, episodes, so it's not a continuous story arc, it's standalone episodes, really good uh, on Disney+, Plus, I believe. And there was an episode of American Horror Stories where a group of schoolgirls summon Bloody Mary and basically Bloody Mary tells each one, each girl what they need to do in order to kind of succeed in life. And it's all horrible things like you have to kill this person or yeah, you have to kind of do this or do that, really horrific things. And if they don't do it, Bloody Mary will kill them. And one late, one girl is left sort of standing at the end and then she, I won't, I won't give it away, but you know, it's she then kind of succeeds over the others because she had the guts to um, carry out the horrific tasks that Bloody Mary set her. Um, so that's an interesting take on the folklore, I thought, and um, very well done. Again, have a listen to, have a listen to, watch the Bloody Mary episode on American Horror Stories because um, it's a very, very interesting episode. Um, really, really good. Other thing, obviously this ties in a lot with um witch folklore and the hysteria back you know in the days of Salem um when they first got hold of um Mary Worth and they went to the door and she was youthful why would they not just burn her then they used to burn people back in those days for like literally having a cat so if a woman has visibly <laughs> got younger um I'm not saying like, you know, she could have just had some really good face cream. I'm just saying people back in those days would literally burn people for the smallest thing. So I'm surprised. I know I'm not saying obviously it's an old tale and it's a folklore, but that just doesn't add up, you know, with the history of the time. People would literally be killed for the tiniest things. So I just think that's a bit odd. They went, okay, well, we've got we've got our eye on you, but we're just gonna, you know, you carry on. But, uh, you know, we've got our eye on you, but we'll let you go this time you know it's a bit strange um yeah it's it's an interesting tale um and I wonder how much of it is you know these kind of tales of women who were witches or you know faith healers and were labeled witches you know there is definitely a lot of truth in those stories you know people were accused of witchcraft when they were just trying to help I remember we did an episode on mother shipman um, ages back and other witches and a lot of these poor women were just trying to earn a living um, and were doing so by actually helping people with their herbal remedies doesn't sound like this mary was altogether a nice person um though of course it could have been twisted to make the woman look bad what a surprise 
But yeah, so if anyone has ever tried to summon Bloody Mary and has had any kind of experience um, with that, whether it be psychological or paranormal, love to hear about it. Would absolutely love to hear about it. You can contact me on ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. We should be back in two weeks with a proper full episode um, once Vince has finished his gallivanting. But in the meantime, do hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc., etc. We'd love to hear from people. Uh, thank you so, so much for listening, uh, as always, and we will see you soon. All right. Take care. And as Vince says, goodbye. <laughs>